Hello and welcome back to the Go Do podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and uh, the main man is back. Patrick is here for our second off-season episode. Mate, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Looking forward to uh, a crazy few weeks. Feels like now we're at the point where everything goes nuts for like seven weeks and then it sells down a little bit for a couple of months before it all goes mad again. Yeah, definitely. We're just kind of waiting for the first uh, QB domino to drop, aren't we? Could be any, it could be at any time as well, couldn't it? Yeah, anyone could get traded, really, um, at any time, yeah, or released or whatever. Uh, your boy Carson Wentz in the news, he might get released. He could be the first domino, be a slightly disappointing domino, but <laughs> we'll see. Well, uh, I mean, on that, though, it would, like, disappointing domino in terms of player, but in terms of the news, I think that would be interesting because then you'd assume that the Colts think that they can do something better. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you... Kyler Murray coming out wanting a new contract. You got Jimmy G. You got Tom Brady retiring, then not retiring, then retiring, and then now saying he's going to have some weeks and then see what happens. So yeah, the, the whole... I, I tweeted out the other day though I was not feeling that Kyler Murray statement at all. That no, no. weird. Yeah, I spoke about it with Josh. His views were pretty much the same. That it's just ridiculous, and he wants to get paid two years early. Lamar Jackson hasn't even been paid yet, and I assume you feel the same. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like wait in line. You will get paid. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's an absolute guarantee, isn't it? So it's, yeah, yeah, very odd. And you get paid what you want if you uh, actually play well down the stretch of the season. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, worry about that and staying healthy for a full 17 games rather than all cap, state, uh, all cap statements with terrible spelling and grammar. But um, yeah, and no one proofread that statement, surely. I think they just press play and press sorry press send on that one didn't they when they let it go yeah exactly i mean and then your boy cliff's got his uh extension hasn't he before kyler i know that was funny as a um salt in the wounds for kyler murray i felt like yeah definitely uh plan for today then this is our like i said second episode josh kindly joined us for the uh free agents and tag kendits one when uh, patrick was busy so today we are going to do nfc team needs for free agency uh, obviously draft as well, but we are going to try and focus on free agency. And then after after um, French is done, we'll talk about what teams need to do in the draft. But a couple of bits of news. We did just touch on the uh, Kyler Murray and Carson Wentz stuff. But the only other one was uh, NFL International, mate. Uh, again, me and Josh did touch on it, but I want to get your views because I know you're a keen, uh, keen follower on Twitter of the debates for NFL London. <laughs> uh, but now it's NFL Germany, London and obviously Mexico City. So what are your thoughts on those five teams and uh, the reaction you saw on Twitter? Number one, my number one thing was gonna say is thank God that they brought the Packers to London because it seems pretty nailed on that it's going to be Bucks Chiefs, every kind of news outlet for the last month. And I think sending Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill to Germany when (laughs) we well, you know, I mean, any I think any regular season game that you should get is should be grateful because I mean, I grew up in an era where you were sometimes you had to wait for a week to know what the scores were last week. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, but uh, I know how people feel. But I'm glad for the Packers fans and they can everyone can stop complaining that they've never come over now. But I hope you're, I hope you're ready for Packers Jets because that's what it's going to be. And uh, you keep saying this. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who I predicted. It wasn't the Jets or the Giants. Was it the Titans I predicted? <laughs> Yeah, I think I mean that'd be an absolutely incredible game, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, it probably won't happen, but I'm going to stay on the uh, 
the optimistic side um, of things. But yeah, I, I do feel like it's a bit disappointing they haven't done the whole schedule. I, I think just doing the home teams is pointless. I, you don't have to release the date of the game, so you can wait till May to find out when they, they are. But I do think you should release all the games like they used to do, like who's playing who. I think that's a much better way to do it than just the home I, teams. I honestly think after, because I was of the same opinion, I was like, well, just release the games, because we know the teams. We know it's Jags. We know it's Saints. But then I think them releasing the Packers news was to make up for the fact that we're not giving you the full schedule, but you can have the Packers. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. maybe that'll get people uh, peaking their interest sort of thing. Yeah, and I actually think, uh, Josh didn't feel the same, but I actually think the Saints is a pretty big draw for the UK as well, because I know they haven't got Breeze and Peyton, but they are going to have some of the best players outside of the top teams that compete for a Super Bowl of any team. Do you know what I mean? Next year, like they're going to have players like Cam Jordan, um, Gardner Johnson, obviously Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, people like that. So I think even the Saints is a very good draw. So to get the Saints, just say, whatever, week six, and then the Packers week seven at the same arena, in, in Spurs arena, I think that's great for the UK. Yeah, same here, because it looks like it's going to be a division game for the Saints. So you're getting like Saints-Packers, most likely. I mean, Saints uh, Panthers, sorry, and then that's a. I mean, for me, that's a that's a that's a good game for the UK, and then whatever the Packers brings. So. Yeah, yeah. Overall, last year's games, positive, I think. Yeah, yeah, and Germany's going to have a good game again. I keep talking about the Chiefs Bucks, but it hasn't actually been confirmed yet. But all the rumours seem to point to that, so that'll be good. And the Cards could also face a division rival in Mexico. There's a lot of talk about Cards uh, Rams being one of the options. So that would probably surprise me if it wasn't a divisional game. Yeah, it normally is. Chiefs Chargers was one, wasn't it? And the, the year before, they had an AFC North one. So, um, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, inter- international games are good. Good luck getting tickets. Me and uh, me and you me and you are definitely going to try for uh, the Packers game and the Germany game. But we'll see. I think we'll be paying double the price from StubHub. No, no, look, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> right, cool. Let's move on to uh, free agency team needs then. So, NFC, mate, general views on the NFC. I think it's probably a weaker conference. And as you see, there's probably more teams that could do something with the QB, I think, in the NFC. Is that fair to say? Yeah, weak conference overall, you'd say maybe. It does have the reigning Super Bowl champions, doesn't it, after all? I mean, surely that's the only kind of statistic that matters when you're comparing kind of like conferences to one another, but who wins the most in the end. But it's definitely got the weaker quarterbacks and it could become much weaker, couldn't it? Obviously, yeah. with... Rogers, Brady has gone. Probably has gone forever, right? Pro- probably is a key probably. word. Though. The fact that they keep talking about it as well is like, oh my god, just get on with it. Arian says he wants five number ones. Yeah, if come back to trail. It's like, please, you just stop talking about it. Let's move on. <laughs> but but overall, yeah, the quarterback situation is sketchier in the NFC, which leads me to believe that there could be a lot of chaos. Yeah next season which is a good thing isn't it you know people can rise up and you might get a, a bengals type team who was not expected to go deep into the playoffs could go deep so yeah overall optimistic but weaker at quarterback yeah we'll see uh, the eagles could be that team but uh we'll go division by division then for these team needs we're going to talk about who, their biggest free agents on their roster um Maybe a couple they might resign, a couple they won't, etc. And then just uh, positions they need and, and where they might target them. So we'll start with the reigning Super Bowl champions division and we'll start with them themselves. Um, biggest free agents then is kind of the obvious ones. You've got Odell Beckham Jr., Von Miller, and obviously Darius Williams, who was their corner too. Uh, Austin Corbett, who doesn't really get a lot of talk, but he is their starting guard, who also played 
uh, sorry, right guard. He also played left guard the year before, so he's a pretty versatile O-lineman. In terms of their free agents, mate, what what are your kind of views? Because cap space-wise, they're minus 22 mil. They can move things around. Um, but they've actually got a lot of starters that are hitting free agents. Some of these teams we'll talk about have got loads of players that are hitting free agents, but a lot of them are kind of uh, smaller pieces. But the Rams have got a lot of starters that are hitting it this year. Yeah, I think what would worry me is probably the offensive line that play really well. Obviously, we don't know anything about um, Whitworth, really, do we either? So yeah, probably going to retire, I think, a bit to guess as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So you, then you've got him and missing out Corbett as well. So that that becomes really tricky there for me to uh, say for the Rams to kind of do what they did last year. Uh, Miller... Yeah, he's, he's weird one Von Miller, isn't it? Because obviously they gave up the picks, but then they won the Super Bowl. So it's like, do you get him back on a team friendly or is he going to think this is my last chance to maybe get two years at a good amount from somewhere? So then you got OBJ would expect to re-sign. But overall, they're going to lose depth, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think Miller's one they'll try and keep. Uh, I think he'll be able to be more team-friendly, like you said, just because of the whole LA factor. Um, he does seem quite motivated to stay there, from everything you read, especially if, obviously, Aaron Donald's going to stay there. Um, but there's rumours Aaron Donald, if he stays, is going to get £30 million a year contract. So that's only going to eat into their cap even more. Um, so, yeah, I think Miller might stay. But aside from that, I agree with you. I think it's the, it could just be depth that becomes an issue. And uh, I think OBJ will resign, but it'll be a one-year tiny deal. And I don't think he'll play pretty much all season. So I'm not sure how much that's going to matter to the Rams. No, I, I would agree with you there. But then kind of you look at the Rams' need then at wide receiver. Obviously, you're not quite sure where Robert Woods is going to be at. So Yeah, he'll be back before OBJ, obviously, getting injured months before. But... Yeah, that, that is an issue. Um, in terms of team needs then, moving away from their, their own teams for agents, uh, cornerback is a massive one for them. Obviously, they're going to lose Darius Williams most likely. He didn't play well in the playoffs, so I can't see them paying him. Uh, linebacker has been a constant issue for them. Obviously, having to get Eric Weddle out of retirement to come in and help in that area. And then the other one we've written down here is O-line, like you said. Um, no draft picks, really, though, to do it with. Are they going to be kind of bargain bin veteran free agent hunting for small deals for people that want to come and live in LA, you think? Yeah, I would imagine so. And the fact that they are they are still tooled with their best players to go back again to to the Super Bowl and getting the deep in the playoffs. I mean, you look at cornerback, and there's a lot of veteran help there that I think that would sign on a reasonable deal in LA and probably do well. So you got kind of like the he's not great but you know like Bobby McCain played over a thousand snaps for Washington last season but the guy I think that is going to come to this division is and I don't think the maybe the Rams are not going to have the cap for it but Carlton Davis I think from the books is a shoe in because this division overall needs cornerbacks yeah that's true he is definitely one that I think could be on the move I think if he's clever he's uh He's going to try and avoid a team like the Bucks if there's no Tom Brady because you could just get sat in this team that doesn't have a quarterback for the next four years and just be a bit of a disaster. So, yeah, I do agree. That's probably a good follow-on, actually, to the next team. So, Cardinals also desperately need cornerback uh, help, need edge help, need O-line help. Uh, very similar to the Rams, really. Um, their biggest free agents, 
Uh, Chandler Jones is a, is a massive one. I don't think they're going to tag him, personally. Uh, Zach Ertz uh, kind of took a flyer on him, similar to the Von Miller deal, I guess, for the for the Rams. Uh, and then they got James Conner, who scored a hell of a lot of touchdowns for them. And then Max Williams, who was their starting tight end before Zach Ertz joined. So um, a few key starters, again, for the Cardinals. They haven't got amazing... Uh, cap space they are negative but they've got a lot of players they can kind of restructure especially Hopkins to try and make some money work but where do you see the Cardinals going with this because I don't see them prioritizing many of their own free agents to be honest yeah I, I would agree with you there obviously Christian Kirk also is a free agent isn't yeah. he wide receiver so I think they will re-sign Ertz to be honest with you I think that's kind of working there if they can get another tight end on board I think that would uh work well for them. Chandler Jones, you know, like you said, you don't think they're going to tag him. That's a big loss, isn't it, on the defence? I mean, he's had an unbelievable time since he went over to Arizona. Yeah, it is. I think they tagged him last time, though, didn't they? So if they tag him this year, it's a 25% kicker. So his salary would just be basically among the QB's level. That's how high it would get. Um, what do you think about him? Do you think there's a chance they can work out a deal long-term or do you think he'll move on? Because I know he tweeted some stuff about the owners the other day, so it didn't seem like he was in a great that position. That does not seem like someone that wants to sign a long-term deal. He's going to get paid wherever he goes, isn't he? So I would imagine that he would be absolutely testing the market because you can't see the franchise tag coming with all the kind of free agents that they've got. I mean, they're just depth-wise as well. Not only are they using James Conner, but Chase Edmonds as well at running back is a unrestricted free agent so that leaves the cupboards empty in the running back room as well so yeah it's an interesting time for Mr Kyler Murray to be coming out and um, <laughs> saying you need to give me all the money when the, there's a lot of holes in this team yeah it's a weird one you don't often find teams that aren't great teams or haven't been great for a number of years that have as many holes as they seem to have but when I look through the roster and the free agents they've got loads of free agents and then loads of holes I think it's going to be quite an interesting summer uh, in terms of team needs then corner edge O-line uh, they've got pretty good draft capital compared to other teams in the division um, and like I said the cap space is easily fixed to a point they're not going to be able to sign loads of free agents but they're going to be able to work around the fringes quite well uh, in the draft, then, what sort of area are you going to be looking... Uh, sorry, in free agency before the draft, what sort of area do you think they're going to be targeting? Are they going to be trying to get corners in uh, or build the O-line? Like, where do you think they could potentially go? Because I know the draft class is pretty deep at all three of these positions. It is, and like I just said before, I do think that the free agency veteran market for cornerbacks is quite deep as well. Because I don't think they're going to be picking high enough to get one of the premier guys at cornerback. So, you know... I think these people around like 26... I mean, JC Jackson's probably going to command more money than the Cardinals maybe have on the cap, but I think there's a lot kind of there. Even your guy, uh, Chavarius Ward, could like slot in. He played a lot of snaps into the Chiefs, didn't he, I think? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I think free agency, because they're, not, they're only losing one corner to free agency, Robert Alford. But they're so poor at corner. Yeah, it's they need to add at least two in for me. Yeah, in a division that's also filled with uh, wide receivers, which probably doesn't help. Um, yeah, I agree with corner. I would probably shout out that they need to get some edge rush as well. JJ Watt, 
very injury prone. It still played well, very good against the run, but their pass rush isn't great. So for me, I think they do need to add some edge help, especially if they let Chandler Jones go. But whether you do that in the draft, do you know what I mean? Maybe get a younger piece in on a short, on a smaller rookie contract. That could be an option. But uh, as I spoke about with Josh, there's loads of old veteran edges here in the market. Um, you got people like Melvin Ingram, obviously Keem Hicks, um, even Frank Clark could get released by the Chiefs, and then you've got some of the more expensive guys as well. Even JPP is available now. So I do think there's some options there on edge and corner. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to have to go for some of these cheaper guys that maybe are the sixth, seventh best in their position in free agency. I don't think they can go kind of big game hunting like some of the teams will be. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I think on the edge rushes, though, they're going to have to be careful because obviously the, there is some big names on the edge, but the average age of those big names is well over 30. Yeah. So it's only going to be like a JJ Watt situation, isn't it? Where you're kind of plugging him in and you might get 50 to 60 decent snaps out of him. So, yeah, Chandler Jones at 32 as well himself, which I kind of thought he was a bit younger than that until I looked into it a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, he's 32 himself. So it's going to be an interesting summer. Um, yeah, I'll be worried for them if they let Isabella go in a trade. Obviously, if they let two other weapons go, whether that's a tight end or wide receiver, and then their cornerback room stays this bad, I'd be worried if I was a Cardinals fan for, for how they could look next season. But I said that last season, so we'll see. Uh, 49ers next then. Obviously, surprisingly good playoff run. Uh, also, another team that's got um, kind of big free, uh, free agents that, that are leaving the team. However, they have got uh, also very limited draft picks similar to the Rams. They've got Lakin Tomlinson, who starts at guard for them. Uh, Jason Verrett, who's their corner, who is... Not always the healthiest. When he is healthy, he is basically a starting corner. Uh, they've got DJ Jones, who's interior defensive lineman, very key to their run defense. And they've got Kawan Williams as well, who's another corner. So another team here that we mentioned, they need corner help desperately. Uh, they're not shy at signing veterans. They did it with Sherman, obviously did it with Verrett themselves. But where do you see them going in terms of their own free agents? Is there any kind of obvious ones to keep? Or, or are they going to be outpriced? Because like I said, their cap space is minus 11.5 million as we stand here today. Yeah, I thought that they would maybe bring um, Tart back, to be honest, in the secondary. I think he played well. It's just the, obviously, the dropped interception kind of brings, sure. that, brings that to everyone's mind, doesn't it? But where, do you know where I am a little bit worried for the 49ers? They may bring a few back his defensive line depth. They've got six upcoming free agents. Only one starter, DJ Jones, but they've got all the backups of free yeah. agents. And for a team that's known for kind of having a deep line and a big push, that for me seems important to them because if that goes and they don't retool the secondary in, you know, in, a, in an elite way, then you've not really got a lot on defence, have you really, outside of the linebackers? No, you're right. I think Arden Key is a prime example of that, isn't he? He played really good in the playoffs. He's one of their free agents, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah he played well. So I do agree on their, their, their defence. I think Jimmy G, uh, I know he's injured now, which is not good for a trade because you do have to pay some injury guarantees if he, if he gets traded while he's injured. But um, he, if they trade him, which we think they should, uh, I would try and trade him before the draft, get a second, third or fourth pick, another pick just to add some depth somewhere. Uh, and I think that would save them around 20 million off the cap. So they would get under in that situation and, and be a little bit in a better position. So for me, it's time to go with Trey Lance, save some money on Jimmy and, and use that to go around the roster. Uh, I agree with you. I'd probably try and re-sign Tart. I do think Lakin Tomlinson is a very good guard. So if he maybe doesn't get a massive deal somewhere else, I'll be trying to sign him. Because I think 
their offensive line needs to work well in the run game for them to be as effective as they are. And I think he's pretty good. But yeah, I think people like um, DJ Jones, you're just going to have to, and Arden Key, you're probably just going to have to let walk and try and replenish there in the draft because I just can't see them having enough capital to, to invest. But uh, for me, team needs, like we said, interior O-line, corner and wide receiver potentially. But I think they desperately need to go after a really good corner and just kind of help that secondary because if you're losing some pass rush, uh, I don't think you can rely on your linebackers and safeties to get everything done. I think you need a kind of one-to-one man-man corner on the outside. Yeah, I would agree with you there, for, especially for a team that's been kind of giving high percentage of snaps to Josh Norman, like in the <laughs> in 2022 playoffs. Do you know what I mean? I think they need to... I think an extra corner maybe have pushed them over the line late on against the Rams. So it's, yeah, that was a... Yeah, it's an interesting summer for the 49ers, really, because you look at the weapons that they're bringing back, and obviously they're swapping, swapping QBs to the guy that they traded the all the capital for. You're thinking, yeah, they're going to come back and challenge, but that defence, mate, that, that really, really worries me. That's going to have to be retooled before I think about anointing the 49ers again, my NFC West team. Yeah, well, you, well, you never know. Trey Lance could be sitting behind Tom Brady if you listen to. Uh, some, oh my God, I know. Yes, some reports out there, but um, yeah. In terms of corners, I just quickly mention it. Um, I know you spoke about Carton Davis earlier, but uh, we have players like Stefan Gilmore, who slightly injury prone in the last couple of years, very good player, might take a slightly less deal. Casey Hayward Jr. was very good last year as another player who could take less of a deal. Even Stephen Nelson from the Eagles and Chavarius Ward from the Chiefs, two players that have started on the outside for their teams. I don't think they would demand as much money someone like obviously like JC Jackson or, or Stephen Gilmore. So I think there is options there, but they need to kind of generate that cap space and then work out where do they want to go in the draft. Do they want to go D line depth? Do they want to go corners in the draft or what? But whichever one you don't do, I think they really need to try and add someone in free agency early on because otherwise, like you said, the defense could struggle to start with. And if Trey Lance isn't good initially, they're not going to score enough points, I don't think, to beat teams if they're giving up twenty five plus points a game. Yeah, I would agree with you. I just think that, that... The depth is there in the veteran uh, cornerbacks this year in the free agency. So I'd, I'd like to see them go for Carlton Davis, actually. So that would be interesting. He's only 25 years old. So he's, I think he's going to be highly talented, though, this year. So, so you want everyone to sign Carlton Davis. I just think he suits this division because they're so cornerback needy. Yeah, and he's very good at um, facing physical receivers, which you've got. Uh, many of them in the division with obviously Debo Samuel uh, and, and uh, Metcalf as well and, and even to be fair Hopkins if you kind of forget yeah, about him exactly. but yeah one of the biggest wide receivers in the league but yeah I would agree uh, Seahawks then the last team to round out the division uh, their team's biggest free agents are Dwayne Brown left tackle uh, Quandre Diggs um, Jared Everett who started at tight end Sidney Jones who started at corner so that's four people there that started and played the majority of snaps when they were healthy uh, no first pick first round pick again so free agency is going to be key. In terms of draft space, though, they are in a little bit more of a unique position compared to everyone else in their division. They've got $35 million cap space in their top 51 as of right now. Uh, they can generate more if they move money around. Every team can always generate more. But if you've already got 35 in the bank, I think that's a pretty good position. So do you expect them to keep Russell Wilson and then go pretty heavy on free agency? Because I could see them trying to make a couple of splashes maybe on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I would agree with you because, I mean, all the starters from the secondary are slated to be gone. So, And they weren't that great either, to be fair. No, they weren't. No, uh, Diggs was OK at times, but the yeah. rest was uh, Ryan Nealon 
uh, DJ Reed especially was not good. But yeah, don't know, mate. This <clears throat> I feel like the the whole Seahawks off season. It's obvious to say it revolves around Russell Wilson, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, what you got now? You got two weeks till free agency. If you're gonna make a splash, it has to be now, right? And or he has to be traded for the draft capital, and then you're kind of starting again. I think he's I staying would. there, but I think he's staying. You think he's gonna just stay, and that's it? So it, yeah, I think Wilson will stay. I know they keep Pete Carroll talking about it yesterday, and I just think the only team I could see going for him is the Eagles, but. Like I said, that'd be much nearer to draft time. So I still think in free agency they're still going to have to spend as if he was there. Um, that's kind of my view on it. Any of the free agents of their own that you could see them keeping? Uh, I think Dwayne Brown, if they could find him on the right price, they yeah, might it's got to be the left tackle. I mean, you can't start retooling without a left tackle, can yeah. you? That you've already got. So yeah, they got both tight ends as well out, and then obviously. It's- Starting running back Rashad Penny has gone as well. I don't know, man. I'm not high on the Seahawks at all. No, I can I can see that. I do. I like teams that have good cap space, but it is hard in this this NFL because uh, some of the poor teams will just offer players loads of money, and then some of the best teams will kind of find a way to sign one massive free agent, won't they? Like the Chiefs did with Joe Tooney. So I think that some of the players could be tempted to go to a team that. Are, that are not Seattle. I think that'd be my only worry if I was them. In terms of their team needs, their cornerback as well, like everyone in the division, edge and O-line. Russell Wilson always wants an O-line, but which one of those three positions do you see them having to just target more in free agency rather than the draft? Is it corner again, or you think maybe just because if they keep Wilson, they need an O-line? Well, I think priority, you would got to be looking at um, keeping Brown anyway, but I think cornerback, I mean, the, the whole room is going, so they're going to need to supplement <laughs> something, aren't they? somewhere because having no first round pick then you're kind of obviously we know it's a crapshoot anyway but you're kind of you're not going to get an elite level talent are you kind of a cornerback out of the side of the first round this year so oh, I don't know mate I, I, I'm not feeling I think you got down edge rusher here I think that's where I could see them making a splash obviously they don't have a massive push do they anymore so I can see them trying to spend on one of the big I don't know who would you go for if you I mean who who would you class this year as a big kind of edge rushing splash because you obviously you got Chandler Jones but he's going to have a lot more suitors than just the Seahawks isn't he I mean would you consider like a Emmanuel Ogba something like that from the Dolphins as a suitable kind of signing yeah, he's younger as well, which I think helps. Um, Jadavion Clowney's always had interest with the Seahawks. I've seen yeah, both of them before. Uh, yeah, I could see someone like an Ogba, Gregory, Clowney maybe getting a two, three-year deal with a team like the Seahawks if they're gonna, if they are gonna go all in and they're not gonna go young. I do think that's an option. Um, yeah, and then I would probably say they they might have to go O line in the draft, like you said, because the cornerback position you can't leave. You can't go into like you can't go into draft with like two corners on your roster. Do you know what I mean? You need four, five on your roster before you get there. So they're going to have to sign two or three in free agency. Um, so yeah, I think maybe go splash at the edge position, like you said, and then a bit of depth at corner, and then kind of maybe they're going to have to leave O line again to the draft and see if Russell Wilson's there. 
happy with that. But yeah, interesting team, Seattle. I think we're going to be talking about them a lot all summer, especially if they do ever trade. Obviously, Mr. Russell Wilson. Uh, let's go across then to the NFC North or the immunization division, as it was once previously known. And we'll start with the Packers. Uh, big free agents for them as well. Devontae Adams, clearly, he's the number one free agent in any board. Probably going to get tagged and then re-signed or tagged and traded if Rodgers leaves. Uh, Robert Tonyan, player that was injured last year, but I think people forget how good he was the year before. One of the better tight ends on the market. Devondre Campbell, linebacker, who was really, really good for them this season. And then Valdez Scantling, who sneakily actually gets a lot of snaps for this team. People don't realise how many snaps he actually gets, but he is their clear wide receiver too. So they're losing a lot of starters there. Uh, got a lot of injuries on the O-line all season. The edge, um, there's rumours they could cut Zadarius Smith to save money. Um, and I guess on the notes section of our doc here, I've kind of written Rodgers and Adams really make the entire off-season. And I'm leaning towards Rodgers staying. And if that happens, I think they're going to have to sign Adams to a massive long-term deal as well, right? Yeah, I think that it feels like um, Rodgers is going to stay. Maybe that's why he's suckering us all in. Like last season when I was feeling that he may go and then he just decides to stay in Green Bay. Maybe he's flipping the script around this year. You know what he's like. He's, uh, that's the attention on himself. But, mate, I don't know about this team. It, <laughs> it, like you said, it's all on Rodgers and Adams. And if you bring that back, it's probably going to be good enough to win the division, right? But Probably, yeah. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, you're losing your starting kind of right guard. But, I think Devondre Campbell, mate, he's played himself into a good deal somewhere that is i mean good on him really because he came from the cardinals didn't he and he as in like hey, he had no kind of like hype to him or backstory and he, you know, he wasn't he all pro this season yeah he was and um rasul douglas as well he's a free agent that's another player who was on no money that they signed from nowhere started and he actually got some votes for all pro as well towards the end of the season so they got a load of players that played, even if they're not the biggest names on the team. If you actually look at the snap count, they played a lot of games last year. And it does to me feel like I know they've already they've already saved like thirty million in cap space, haven't they? This far already this off season, which kind of tells you what they're trying to do. But if you sign Rogers and Adams to two deals, especially the Rogers one, which will probably have to have a lot of upfront money, Adams they can probably spread it around over five years. Do you think they can do much else apart from that? Well, not really. Not really, because you then hope, because obviously Russell Douglas was less than a million this season. Yeah. He's going to go and get paid somewhere, which obviously you deserve after that play. You're not going to get him back. So then you're going into the cornerback market and hoping to spend around the same and get the same results, which is, you know, highly unlikely to happen, isn't it? Yeah. You've got Devondre Campbell. He's going to be getting a deal. He's not going to settle for two million like he was in in Green Bay. He's all pro this season. The gap then, it just becomes the depth and you're adding it in and it just becomes about Adams and Rogers And obviously, yeah, that the, 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 those two have shown that they can take you that far when you're returning most of the offensive line. And I'm sure that, you know, I know Valdez Scantling played a lot of snaps and obviously Equinomia St. Brown as well as a free agent. But I'm sure that they can add a couple of free agent pieces to kind of replicate that. So... Yeah, if those two come back, they'll still be an offence that's probably going to win you 12 or 13 games in regular season again. I'm not sure that defence would hold up, though, in the playoffs. No, and it does all signs do point to they're not going to be able to sign many other free agents or they're going to have to cut Sedarius Smith. And I think they probably will do that. But that edge play, which is already a need on our list here, we've got needs as wide receiver edge, and O-line and then linebacker because of their free agency. I think if you cut Smith... 
your edge position has just got even worse. So I agree with you. I think their defense has got the chance to be really bad this year. Um, but I do expect them to bring Rodgers and Adams back and have a good offense. And maybe you have to lean a bit more on um, your stars and the defense. But yeah, I think that their depth is going to take a hell of a hit. But those two are going to win you 13 games, like you said. But in the playoffs, I don't know how you're going to stop anyone. But yeah, that is the way. I can't see Rodgers leaving personally. But if he does... If he honestly, if he leaves, I don't. This sounds ridiculous, and if I was a Packers fan, I'd hate this. But why would you keep Adams if Rogers leaves? Because you're going to be terrible on offense, aren't you? So with Jordan Love, I would just tag him and then trade him for like two first-round picks and just really rebuild. You could trade them both and get like four firsts, couldn't you? Plus, probably. Yeah, I I agree with you there. If Rogers indicates that I'm off, then I'm not keeping. Uh, Devontae Adams on a huge contract. Why would you? It doesn't make sense to to do it at the end of the day, does it? You might as well retool through the draft and get all these draft picks. Two firsts. Yeah, probably. Mate, teams are dumb. <laughs> teams are desperate, aren't they? Well, well, the problem is though, on a tag, that's one year deal, isn't it? So you're only getting Adams on a one year deal with no kind of promises he will resign for you. So that's. I've actually heard um, Mike Remond, who's a Packers fan, say the media in in Green Bay think they'd only get a second for. Devontae Adams because absolutely not because it's a one-year deal and then he would leave basically the year after but yeah we'll see I know the tag's like 22 million isn't it for a wide receiver this year so yeah we'll see but yeah I think they'll both stay um I can't see if Rogers stays I can't see Adams not staying if Rogers leaves I can't see Adams staying so we'll see uh next team then my very own Minnesota Vikings uh, another team that are interested got loads of veterans that are free agents so Anthony Barr Emerson Griffin um Got Peterson as well, and then Jack Conklin, who's actually really not Jack Conklin, sorry, Tyler Conklin, who's actually a really good tight end for them down the stretch. Uh, all played a lot of snaps, and there's loads of other players. They've got two safety, other safeties that are hitting free agency. Uh, they've got their backup corners that are hitting free agency. They basically got no corners on the roster, pretty much. Um, so that's pretty bad. And then in terms of team needs, there's corner, edge, uh, interior O line, and then tight end. But for me, I just think they're going to probably spend all their capital on defense this summer. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with you there. With Anthony Barr is um, has he been there what eight years now? He's been yeah. a really really good player for them. Obviously drafted in the first round, didn't they? So that will be interesting to see if they can kind of re-sign him. But you'd assume he'd kind of look at one kind of last big deal really at that age, kind of must approaching like thirty. So but the offense looks good on paper. Obviously. I mean, talking about, it's all sort of about Kirk Cousins, isn't it? The kind of what they're going to do with him or is just let him play out this last year. I don't think they seem to have much faith in Kellen Mond. Well, um, Zimmer certainly didn't, did he? No, Zimmer didn't, <laughs> for sure. Didn't. What, what do you think, I guess, two questions. What would you do with Kirk and what would they do? Because for anyone listening who doesn't follow this sort of stuff, he's got a $45 million cap hit this year. So they've almost said that he's not going to play on that. You're going to have to trade him and eat dead money, or more likely, you're going to have to extend him, eat some money in the future, and make that down because they are currently 20 million over the cap, and you can't have a non-top five QB on anywhere near 45 billion. So, I guess first question: What would you do if you were them, and what would you think they will do with Kirk? Uh, I would, like you said, try and get the extension and get the cap numbers down. I'm not sure what Minnesota think that they can get better than Kirk Cousins at the moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That that's difficult for me because the the roster, the offense is pretty good. It has the good weapons. It has a pretty decent offensive line. The defense obviously has a lot of free agents, but you'd expect them to retool that 
still got Dalvin Tomlinson at t- the tackle I really like. Still got Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith still there. I do like the Vikings. I think that if Green Bay take a notch down, which is possible or maybe not possible if Rodgers and Adams come back, the Vikings are kind of like feel like the next man up and yeah. kind of ready to go in the. I mean, they flirted with the playoffs all last season, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I know it's a tough one on Cousins, but I, I do like him. And, and it just depends on this summer. Do you think that you can... This summer or next summer, I would say, playing to that decision, do you think you can improve the quarterback position? And the answer for me is, I really don't know whether they can, if we're being honest. I know Cousins gets a lot of slack online, but I think he's a lot better than what people realise or are willing to admit. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a divisive character off the field a bit, isn't it? Which probably doesn't help his case. But yeah, I agree with you. I think if I could get if I get two firsts, I would probably trade him. But I don't think you'll get two firsts. With, no, I don't think you get two firsts with Kirk Cousins. No. Not not with the contract. So I think they're going to have to extend him, hope he plays well, then either trade him next summer when he's got a smaller contract or keep him. So yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll probably do an extension. I think they probably should. Clear up enough cap space, maybe get down to with him and a couple of other moves, you can get down to 16 million in space according to Spot Track quite easily, and that allows you to re-sign a couple of corners and, and maybe keep one of your veterans on the defensive line as well. But uh, yeah, for me, I think their defense is still going to be pretty bad next year. If you look at the lack of corners and edge they've got left, uh, I think they're going to be pretty bad. So for me, again, try and add some veterans in the cornerback room, like we've said with loads of these teams. Um, and then in the draft, try and see what you can do at uh, edge and O-line, I think. But uh, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins will probably end up staying. Uh, the coach seems to pretty happy with him, doesn't he? And he's from the Rams tree, isn't he? So it's a, it's a system that suits him, very similar to what he played in Washington with McVay was the OC. Yeah, exactly. And they do have a good draft pick this year. They sit 12. So... Yeah, what position? I know this is more team needs in general, but um, free agency and stuff. But uh, what sort of a target area are you be looking there for them? Do you think they'll risk it and go for another receiver and go all in with Cousins or Edge Rusher maybe or corner? No, I, I would. As long as the board falls, I would go cornerback. You should be able to get one of with Duffy maybe. Yeah, the top kind of three, four corners. You got Trent McDuffie. Andrew Booth, Ahmad Gardner, maybe he'd be gone, but yeah, and Stingley, I'd expect to be gone at that that stage. But twelve, you should be, as long as you're not kind of reaching. If you don't feel like you're reaching, I think they'd be able to get a good good corner there. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure uh, all signs point to Kirk staying and me picking the Vikings to win too many weeks on our picks next season. Uh, next, we have the Chicago Bears. Um, interesting team again. They've got 20 million in cap space, which is uh, Obviously, the Lions have got the most, but the second most by far in this division. Uh, no first-round pick, though, due to the Justin Fields trade. Uh, Alan Robinson, Akeem Hicks, um, actually a, a Feddy as well, who played tackle for them, and Daniels, who played guard. So two starting O-linemen, starting wide receiver number one, and your set, well, probably your edge three, I guess. They've got very good edge rushers in, in Chicago. They're all free agents here. Um, team needs and O-line is a pretty big one for them with the fact that they've got two starters leaving. Uh, cornerback again is massive for them after they let Carl Fuller go last year. And then wide receiver with Alan Robinson going, it is vital. Uh, so this is a bit of a weird summer for them, mate. They've got loads of holes. They have got cap space, but they're in a weird position because they've got probably the most holes outside the Lions in this division. And I don't know where they're going to go really in free agency. I think they've got all of, one of the most holes in the whole of the NFC. There's so many free agents, but 
You don't know whether Bears fans are happy just to have Justin Fields and then a new whole set of GM, head coach or whatever. It's uh, I'm not quite sure where the vast improvement is going to be this season. I mean, I mean, two starts on the right side of your offensive line being free agents is not a great start, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, out of those, out of the free agents they've got then on their own roster, I guess who is most likely for them to resign? Because for me, I think Alan Robinson and Hicks are done. I can't see any way they resign. I think maybe Daniels for me is the best chance to be resigned at guard to try and keep some continuity. Yeah, right, guard. I would. Yeah, he was a second rounder, wasn't he? he was, yeah, he was. Formed okay, so I'd imagine there'd be there'd be interest there in kind of bringing him back. I'm not sure about Jermaine if Eddie at right tackle, but yeah, a lot of holes, not a yeah. lot of talent left over either, except for kind of maybe an edge and along the defensive line, but. I've seen a lot of people talking about do you trade or get rid of um, one of those two edge players. Uh, obviously, Mac, and then I'm forgetting the other guy's name now. But um, Robert, uh, Robert Quinn, is it? Robert Quinn, yeah. Both very old, maybe don't fit the timeline. Do you have any credence to that for you to get rid of one of them just to try and kind of stock up in other positions? Or do you think you just use that 20 million cap space you got and just see what you can fill in around the edges? No, I would trade Khalil Mack if you could get something uh, good back for him. Yeah. Kind of what they gave the Raiders, if you can get anything towards that back, I, I would do the deal, to be honest. I don't see this as a kind of a win-now team at all. No, I would agree. Um, for me, you've got uh, a brand-new coaching staff. You've got that QB who really wasn't de- dealt with well last season. I think you have to build on offence, whether that's sacrificing your defence. and That sucks as a team that's built on defence for probably the last six seasons, but... I think you have to build around that QB. And with how bad their wide receiver room is and no line is, I just think you're going to have to go offense. But uh, my one wish, not as just the Chiefs fan, is Alan Robinson that leaves the Bears and just signs for someone with a very good QB. A top 10 QB somewhere in the NFL. That's where I want Alan Robinson to go to. Ideally, I'd love it to be Kansas City, but if it was Green Bay or LA or uh, whoever, I just want Alan Robinson to finally get a good QB. I think with uh, people kind of forgetting the talent level that he has, he's a key yeah. free agent this season. He could really yes. turn around some some fortunes or push a team over the edge, couldn't he? Would you like him on the Eagles? Cheeky uh, wide receiver two next to Devontae Smith? I mean, absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely wouldn't turn down kind of any talent <laughs> in the Eagles. <laughs> you know what I mean, I would definitely take that. But I don't see that happening, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. He's better than uh, your boy Jaden Rager, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, well, I'm better than him. So, so. It's true. Better than Pope than <laughs> <laughs> uh, Last team in the division, then the Lions. Uh, looking at the free agent list on the notes, all I would put was, does it even matter? Because if you read this list of free agents, there is players that should be maybe the fourth on the depth chart at their position, and they are the Lions first or second. That's how bad this team is. So. Uh, for me, maybe Josh Reynolds, wide receiver that does get on with Jared Goff, but whether you keep Jared Goff or not, we'll, we'll see. But Josh Reynolds had a pretty good season, so maybe you want to re-sign him and reward him and just show young players in the team, if you do well, that we will resign you. I think maybe you could do that. Um, they've obviously got incredible draft capital. They've got two picks in the first round. Uh, they pick number two, don't they? And then they also pick number 32. 32, <laughs> yeah. And then they've obviously got number 30, 34, then. Yeah. 34, yeah. So they've got incredible... They've got incredible um, draft picks. In terms of space as well, cap space, 
not as good as you think, basically, because Jared Goff, because uh, his cap hit those two years are massive. But they've got 20 million in cap space as well. And I think they're a sort of team that I wouldn't go out and start signing all these old free, free agents to loads of money because they don't fit your timeline. But if there's a couple of younger players like, I don't know, Carlton Davis, to use your example, or a younger wide receiver like Michael Gallup, who is going to be good for a while. I think they should spend some money this summer, um, but I would only do it on young players. I don't see much of a point on adding veterans unless it's a one-year deal because we know the Lions are going to be pretty bad again. Yeah, and I would say the likes of uh, a Gallup or a Cedric Wilson from also from Dallas, I, I wouldn't... I would try and tie those down to multiple years and don't go with a young player on a one-year deal, which does it did happen quite a few times last summer so they can then get another deal like this summer sort of thing. I wouldn't do that because they're not going to be good again this year, are they? No. For me, you're kind of playing into what you're going to do with Goff and then next summer drafting a QB when it's more kind of QB-friendly draft. Obviously, they've got the two-pick this year, which is useless because they want a quarterback, right? So they're going to, they're most likely going to go edge, aren't they, at two in the draft. And then you've got 32 and 34 to get a wide receiver and then kind of the best other player on the board. I wouldn't, I hope they don't bother getting like a late first round quarterback. Oh, I was going to say, I imagine they were going to go edge at two and then QB at 32. But you oh, just, I that. just wouldn't because you, they're not going to be good again, are they? So why do you not wait around? And get another top five pick next year when you've got the pick of more kind of yeah, elite level talent. That is just my opinion. I, I do. I have seen Sam Howell to uh, the Lions in a few mocks so far. Yeah. So if they didn't do that, then what would you think? Go edge early in the first because obviously that's a positional of need and a, and a high value position, and then maybe go corner wide receiver something like that in the late first and then yeah well I would definitely take a wide receiver and then maybe see what kind of other secondary player that you could get that's going to be around there still you might be able to get like a safety like Hill from Michigan or something like that yeah he's he's a good player as well Daxon Hill I'm surprised he's not he's not in first round mocks but he's 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 pretty often mocked between like 30 and 45 so that would be a good pick. So, yeah, I understand that. That's a good idea. And then you have to kind of just play Jared Goff, basically, for one more year. Um, yeah, you're playing Jared Goff, aren't you, when he's you're betting in your... I mean, you've got Amandra St. Brown, and you, hopefully you've got your new kind of wide receiver. And, hey, look, listen, if you're a Rams guy, you uh, Lions guy, sorry, you're hoping that you don't win that many games. And then next season, you're right in there for a, you know, CJ Stroud or the Alabama Bryce Young. So it's... That's what you want, really. You're treading water, I think, if you go for like a Sam Howell. Yeah, I think they've got two first-round picks next year as well, so that does, that does make sense. And I actually like Jared Goff more than a lot of people. I don't know why. I think I would take Jared Goff over Jimmy G, but um, they would hope that he would have a good enough seat. They would just say they win four games next year and he plays the whole season. There would be hope for them that he would play well enough that some random team will offer them a third-round pick as well. Do you know what I mean? So... You get a first-round QB next year, and then maybe you get an extra third for Jared Goff when his contract's pretty small after next season. So um, I guess that could be a plan for the Lions, but we'll see. I think that there's not much they could do wrong this summer apart from signing old players to massive money because I just don't think that makes sense for this team personally. But uh, we'll see. I think they're a bit more switched on now since the uh, changes in in the front office. Uh, Let's go to your division then, NFC East. We'll start with the uh, division winners, unfortunately, Cowboys. Uh, Again, another team with loads of free agents. They're actually key starters. So Michael Gallup, 
uh, wide receiver three when he played. Dalton Schultz was the tight end one for the team. Randy Gregory was their best edge player because Michael Parsons obviously didn't really start at edge. And then Leighton Van Der Esch, who's um, a linebacker who I just don't see sticking around, to be honest. Uh, any of them, friends, you think have a chance at re-signing? I, I see a lot of Dalton Schultz love on the timeline for maybe coming back to Dallas on a on a short-term deal. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, to say he was a fourth-round pick, he's played... Um... He's played really well. He really stepped up, didn't he, last season for him. But interesting amount of weapons that they've got at free agency, obviously, because they've been left with kind of C.D. Lamb and then whatever with Amari Cooper. <laughs> are they going to are they going to trade him? What's your opinion on that? Because it seems that they got they are, but why would you do that? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, he, he got out of the. Raiders, didn't he, a few years back? So I don't know. You don't know if it speaks to his kind of what he's like behind the scenes or whatever. But it does look like they're going to trade him. So that that, that empties your whole rumor. Yeah, I don't see them bringing Gallup or yeah, I like Cedric Wilson as well. So you might have to bring one of them back, though, wouldn't you? If if you trade Cooper, yeah, I would. I would say so, but. Jerry, cap- you never know. <laughs> no, their cap space is pretty bad. So at the moment, they've got the third lease in the league, minus twenty-one million. Um, which is not great. There are avenues they can create that, but that is uh, restructuring a lot of contracts, probably including Zeke's terrible contract, which means he'll be sticking around for longer, which I'm not quite sure you'd uh, you'd want to do. But yeah, trading Cooper does save them a lot of money. But then again, like you said, if Cedric Wilson and Gallup leave as well, and just say Schultz could leave if you don't tag him, then you're really opening yourself up to uh, going from one of the best set of weapons in the NFL, if not the best, to pretty average in terms of the depth, which is a bit of a worry. Uh, what's your thought on the defence then? We've got team needs here as O-line, D-line and safety. I think they're pretty set now at, at linebacker. But for me, their D-line is pretty weak. And if Randy Gregory leaves and Michael Parson plays some more time back at true linebacker, I think their D-line is pretty old and uh, not very good. So I think that's an area I would look at. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It seems like Randy Gregory is going to go. Because they've got Carlos Watkins as well. He's a free agent and a bit of depth that they're losing on the free agency. It's not incredibly talented um, defensive line anyway, is it? I mean, obviously, Demarcus Lawrence is a great player, but yeah, then you look at the, obviously, Keanu Neal and Van Der Escher probably going to go as well. It's a, a changing kind of, a lot of a lot of change for the Cowboys. I mean, they, really, they should be looking at being favourites again in the NFC, uh, NFC yeah. East and retooling for a Super Bowl run whilst you know Dax in his prime and you've got kind of CD Lamb and Cooper. I don't know. It's it feels a strange season, a strange off season for the Cowboys because I don't feel like they're gonna add anything elite unless they get lucky because they're picking at the back end of the first round now. So it's yeah, it's a strange one with the cap situation. Really, last season, mate, we did say it kind of probably about six weeks ago, last season was the one that they were built to win. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a strange... That's why I think trading Cooper is almost even weirder, (laughs) to be honest, because you're just making your team worse again. But um, yeah, interesting. They are one to two favourites at the moment to win the NFC, so heavy, heavy favourites. But they're going to need a good summer, I think. They drafted well in the last two seasons, haven't they? So I think they're going to need to draft well again, to be honest. Yeah, they have, yeah. Uh, next of all, then, your team, Eagles, second division. Um, 
I've written down some key free agents here. You can tell me how stupid they are, and maybe they're not that key. But uh, you've got Ed Rusher Barnett, obviously Harris, who came over from the Vikings playing safety. Stephen Nelson with a starting corner. I think Rodney McLeod was a safety slash corner as well for the team. Um, so not much, but all kind of on the defence. But I know your views are they need to retool the defence anyway. So Yeah, um, definitely. Team needs cornerback, linebacker, edge, safety. <laughs> so four defensive positions. Uh, what do you think the Eagles are going to do this offseason? What should they do? What are your views? I know you follow the team a lot more than me. Well, you were you were right in, I wouldn't say like kind of key. I think Derek Barnett is gone. Uh, yeah. He kind of lived up to where he was drafted. And then Stephen Nelson, uh, Anthony Harris, I really like. Uh, Rodney McLeod, I could see if he wanted a team-friendly deal, oh, he might want to get paid a little bit more than kind of what the Eagles are willing to give up. But I just want to see the Eagles get younger on defence because this is what worries me about kind of, you see the rumours about the Eagles trading for Watson or Wilson or May. I just don't think that, obviously, you always want to acquire an elite quarterback. I just don't think the rest of the team, especially the defence, is built to win. It's an old defense. The none of there is no young talent whatsoever on defense at all. No, there's not. Because Slay's got a massive cap hit this year, but obviously he's on the he's on the older side, isn't he, for his for his position. Um, you have got good cap space. Obviously, you've got three first round picks. If you don't trade those three for a QB and you do go Hurts, I imagine defense in the draft is going to be going to be pretty key so in free agency can you see them doing anything what what sort of area do you think they're likely to target again because there's a couple of younger corners a couple of younger receivers if you want to go someone next to smith and kind of build defense in the draft like where do you see them going from kind of all the tea leaves i definitely around? think they'll go back in for a kind of um on the model of like the cheap veteran safety like i really thought that harris played well for what he costs this season. I think they'll do, probably do that on corner because the Eagles obviously have got three first-round picks. I think every kind of fan and pundit around the Eagles seems to be thinking they'd be absolutely crazy to use all three. 15, 16 and 19 kind of doesn't make sense to pick three there. So I think that they will try and trade one for one next year. But you have to have a dancing partner, right, to trade. It's not just yeah, uh, exactly. Madden, is it, where you just press a <laughs> button and you get oh, next year's draft pick. There has to be a dance partner who wants to move into kind of the middle of the first round for someone and give up something for next year. So it is exciting to have three first-round draft picks. But, yeah, it's, it's a tricky situation. With that, I, I want to be hitting two home runs on defence with that. Yeah, I agree. I think there's space for them to add a veteran receiver, you know, as well, if they're going to go defence uh, in the draft, because someone like Will Fuller on a flyer deal, two-year deal, something like that, would, would suit a team like this with Devontae Smith there. Because uh, you just need to get Jalen Hurts some help. He's not amazing at throwing in the middle of the, in, in the outside the numbers, so the more space you can create, the better. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they did go older safety and then older wide receiver and then and then build to the draft for the rest. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Because the O-line, Jason Kelsey could retire yeah, as well, couldn't he? And that could change things a little bit. I know Lannon Dickerson will, will, would play, but uh, that would generate some cap space as well for the Eagles if that did happen. Yeah, it would, yeah. And I'd, yeah, so Dickerson plays so good at, um, at guard when he kind of got into the rhythm. So that'd be interesting. But my the, the one player I really want the Eagles to draft is um, 
Nakobe Dean from Georgia. I knew you'd want a linebacker. You knew, you knew I want a linebacker. I mean, my God, it's awful. <laughs> what about Devin Lloyd? Devin Lloyd's obviously a lot quicker, better in coverage. Or are you fancying the uh, thumper, slow thumper of uh, Dean a bit more? Yeah, I just like that style of player, but I certainly would not be upset with Devon Lloyd, who can <laughs> <laughs> who can go sideline to sideline uh, quicker than that. So it just, for me, I think it's needed in the division as well. So I, I just need to see the Eagles have a better linebacker room. We've got three first-round picks. There is two. Obviously, if those two go, which I'd be really shocked if those two were. I'd be shocked if both go, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. There's got to be one of them on the board for 15, 16 or 19. So, for me, it's kind of a no-brainer. I'm looking forward to draft night when the second linebacker gets picked at 14. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's what I'm looking forward to now. You'll be fuming on WhatsApp. Um, cool, let's move to the next team then. First time we've actually said this in the context of an exercise. Oh, no, don't wa- say it. It's hard. We've got the Washington Commanders here. Um, be- beautiful name. Uh, free agents, they've got Brandon Scherf, who is literally probably a top three right guard in the NFL. Uh, JD McKissick, who gets loads of work for them. Um, I think they'll probably try and re-sign him at a short deal because of his age. I don't think he'll get loads of money. Uh, Tim Settle, who plays defensive tackle for them, but he's their fifth defensive tackle. That's how deep their defence is. Uh, and then obviously Fitzpatrick, uh, QB, is a free agent, probably going to retire as well. So uh, no QB there at all. Um, let's just start with that before we move on to needs because there are some key obvious needs. Uh, Brandon Scherf, the biggest free agent, what should they do with him? Because I personally think now might be the time where we could see him go out and hunt a massive deal and, and the commanders, as they're now known, get left behind a little bit. I wish you'd stop saying that. It's absolutely awful. <laughs> I'm not ready. Mate, that is just absolutely terrible. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, he was drafted in 2015. This is his time, isn't it, for a monster deal? They tagged so, him last year, didn't they, as well? So they can't, Yeah, they did, yeah. If they tag him this year, it would be, be a very silly financial thing to do. Um so he's probably going to get a long-term deal. I just don't think that will be in Washington. I know they've got big cap space, haven't they? They've got 30 million, so they could afford it. But I think he's the sort of player that one of these teams, like the Jets, the Bengals, the Jags, the Dolphins, all these teams with massive cap space need O-line. Do you know what I mean? So I think he could leave for, for a massive deal, which which does open up the possibility of them needing to go O-line uh, in the draft or whatever. But uh, team needs why then, it's, it's quite obvious. If they lose Scherf, it's O-line. But the main one is QB. Uh, you'd have O-line of Scherf leaves, and then you've got linebacker and safety. Uh, let's just go with the, the obvious here. QB, anything in free agency they could do? Are they going to do another Fitzpatrick deal with Jameis? Or are they going to go draft? Are they going to go trade? Like, How do you see free agency affecting their QB hunt? <sighs> this really one of the more trickier situations to say who's going to be the starting quarterback right now, isn't it, for... Washington next season. Sierra said Washington and not the, the other. The, the, com- the commanders, I think. <laughs> it's <just> awful. <laughs> but anyway, you're kind of looking at the free agent. I mean, we all know that this year is not a uh, exciting year for free agent quarterbacks, but there are some serviceable ones that perhaps would I would see as an upgrade to Heineke. But why would you do that? sign a one-year guy and when you've got Heineke sort of thing. I don't know. It's For me, you either want to draft someone or kind of make a splash on a trade. I wouldn't bother with a kind of a one-year guy. How, who is a free agent that is substantially better than Heineke? 
It's Jameis, that's probably it, isn't it? Yeah, Jameis Winston. I, I, I kind of like um, Trubisky as well. I think Trubisky is better than Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Seems... I've seen a lot of um, Trubisky rumours to Washington, actually. Oh, really? Have you? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that sounds, that, that's interesting. I do like him, but I, mean, I don't think it'd get the fan base kind of excited <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, and they're picking at a tricky position, 11th in the draft with... Someone's going to pick these quarterbacks. For sure. I did hear Ron Rivera. I'll see it's a smokescreen at the Combine, but he said they would like to target a veteran quarterback was the word he used, which, yeah, that screams trade or for agency to me, but that could be a double bluff at the Combine, so it's hard to know. But uh, I would take a QB because they just keep going for these one-year deals. I would take someone that you can try and develop, but they kind of think they're in win-now mode with how expensive and good their D-line is. So, in that case, you're going to have to go Trubisky, Jimmy G trade, Jameis, Kirk Cousins trade back to Washington. Uh, yeah, something like that. But interesting. I think if they don't do something at QB, they're, they're going to be terrible next year. And the roster's actually pretty good. It's just they're going to be so bad on offense that they can't do anything, are they? I think, again. Yeah, they've definitely, definitely got to make the move this year. It seems like, with all the talk around it, it's Heineke's not going to kind of be the guy. So, yeah, he's, 11th, it's a tricky spot because obviously the QBs have not got a lot of hype this no. year, have they? But I'd, I'd quite like to see them pick one at 11 because I'm not quite sure that there's going to be a future starter for a 10-year starter in this draft class. So. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting, uh, some of them. In terms of free agency, I think, yeah, they'll probably target low-value positions like linebacker and safety with their cap space, and, and they're purely going to be focused on, on QB. Uh, last in the division, then, the Giants. Um, another team with quite a lot of stars. They've got Peppers, obviously, who came over in the Odell Beckham trade in Cleveland. Uh, got Evan Ingram, who really hasn't worked out for him, but I promise you someone's going to pay him a massive deal because his athleticism is incredible, but he just can't seem to catch the ball. Uh, Nate Solder, obviously former left tackle, turned right tackle. Uh, Will Hernandez, who's starting guard, he's left. And there's, to be honest, there's loads of players leaving them. Um, they're not in a great position cap-wise um, because they've signed players like Bradbury and Kenny Golladay to massive deals when the team is terrible, which is exactly what we said earlier if the Lions don't do, and the Giants have done it. So it's a bit of a strange year. New coaching staff. Um, apparently they're going to go with Daniel Jones. So I've got team needs here as QB, O-line, edge and linebacker. They're probably going to keep Jones so we can kind of scrap the idea of them doing anything to QB. Uh, is it all about building this offensive line somehow uh, for them this summer? Yeah, definitely. Because the one, also you didn't mention that the centre, Billy Price, is also a... Yeah, he's terrible. That's why I chose not to mention <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they still need one, don't they? Do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. along that line, three holes along the line and also, a backup left tackle is. I think I think there's not maybe four holes on this line that I think Thomas might be the only starter that's actually good. Yeah, oh, I mean that is it's not good, is it? Though so I can see the um, the wisdom in bringing back Daniel Jones into this because I, I think that they know that he's not a a second contract guy. I just can't believe he's going to step up so much that you give him a, a second contract next summer. So it's. Yeah, treading water, really, because obviously the old regime has spent a lot of money on veteran free agents, aren't they? It's, I don't expect the Giants to be good next season. No, neither do I. Um, they got two first-round picks, though, so I, yeah. I, I would go O-line twice. Uh, I think they're picking at, what, five and seven, is it? Five and seven. I, I would agree with you there. But I think they'll probably go O-line edge. 
but that's not a bad decision because you've got a second round picks. So maybe you could go O line again, get a right tackle then. But um, there's going to be some good O line. There's going to be someone O line at four or five, sorry, that's um, a starter in this league. So I, I think they're going to have to go O line at five, and then I would do it again at seven. And I know you should never draft the centre at seven, but Ty Linderbaum there at seven would, would be good for them. But we'll see. Massive summer for them because. Um, Next year, I feel like they're going to be on the hunt for a QB, so you need to make your team as good as possible now. That, uh, that's kind of one thing that I was thinking about with the Giants having five and seven, where it feels like when we was talking about the Eagles, you have to have a dancing partner. At five and seven, there are still impact players across like the lines, what people, what teams would kind of look at, and maybe the Giants can get a, an extra 23rd first because of the, the 100% they're going to be after a QB. This time next year. Yeah, I agree. They're not going to give him that uh, fifth-year option, I don't think, for sure. Uh, cool. NFC South, then. Let's go with the Bucks first. We've said this a lot about the NFC. Another team with loads of starters. The next two teams have actually got loads of starters. Um, so, we've got Chris Godwin, obviously Gronk, uh, who I saw some Bills rumours today. Please do not let Gronk sign for the Bills. Their, yes, red, zone, as well, their yeah. red zone offence would be bloody disgustingly good. It would be very annoying. <laughs> Um, Carton Davis, who's your favourite person in this podcast, uh, Ryan Jensen starting centre, and then Alex Kappa starting guard. They've just lost Marpet to retirement. They've lost Tom Brady to maybe retirement. Uh, this team is weird, mate. I don't know if NFL Germany is going to be as good as I want it to be because their roster is an absolute shambles. They need QB, interior O line, and edge now pretty bad. They're also losing like Dominican Sue, JPP. Um, and I guess my first question to you is. What, how many starters of this group, are you, would, if you're them, are you going to actually try and bring back? Uh, or are you going to try and just let it all go now? What would your thoughts be? I'd bring back the centre. Um, Jensen, yeah. Jensen, yeah, for sure. I don't know, mate. You, you, you kind of, with Brady gone now, it's obviously you need a QB. Well, the rumours are they want to swing big again at QB and try and go again. But to be honest, you wouldn't your Super Bowl. Yeah, the history tells you the Buccaneers have not been that good over kind of the last well since their inception really. So I don't know. I'm, you're just retooling all these on one year deals because that's basically all you can do, isn't it? Except for the centre and perhaps yeah. like Gordon Whitehead or Carlton Day. Yeah. So I don't see those resigning those. Yeah, so real. I quite like I quite like Whitehead actually as well. To be yeah, honest. yeah. No, so do I. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. They've got a lot of cap space because of the retirement. Um, out of all the teams that got in the playoffs, they've got pretty good space. They've got 21 million as we stand here today. So they can sign two or three of these guys back. And uh, we spoke about franchise tags on the last last episode. I think they're going to franchise tag someone. Obviously, you weren't on that episode. Uh, are they going to franchise tag Davis or Godwin? Or do you actually disagree with us and think they're not going to tag anyone? <laughs> Godwin seems the most likely if you're still in kind of win now mode, which is all the like I just said, all the talk seems to be yeah. that, doesn't it? So it's for me, you would keep kind of the the better player. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I think they could go Davis though. I would, I would probably go Godwin, but I do think they, there's a chance they could go Davis. Uh, and by the way, listen to the combine; it's funny. Bruce Arians, I think, just I think he hates Tom Brady. <laughs> I honestly don't think he likes Tom Brady at all, which is. Uh, Quite hilarious to uh, to listen to. Uh, let's move on to the Saints then, a team that's been in win-now mode for f- what feels like 15 years. Uh, loads of free agents for them as well. We've got Teron Armstead, starting left tackle. Um, they've obviously got Williams, their starting safety. Kawan Alexander, who's a starting 
linebacker for them, and then Jameis Winston uh, coming off the ACL injury here. Uh, cap space wise, similar to last year. Uh, let's read you this number out. They're minus 42 million <laughs> as we stand here today. Obviously, that's not including any of those for agents because they're off the cap in this projection. Uh, so the only question I can ask you is, is, is what the hell do they do? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not quite sure I'm the man to answer that in, <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in absolution for them. I've got no idea what this team is going to look like. It's uh, got to be a rebuild, hasn't it? They've they've already saved like 10 million in cap space when Michael Thomas moved, so he's going to stay now because there's no point trading him because he costs them more money to trade than keep. Um, so yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're just going to try and retool again, but I can't see any of their free agents staying, to be honest, with the cap situation. No, I'd, um, if I was them, I'd like to kind of keep um, Traquan Smith and then maybe add a free agent in there wide receiver because it's obviously that's quite deep this year but yeah for me I mean I I expect them to re-sign Jameis Winston do you know no I don't think they're going to be able to afford him I think someone's going to offer him like 20 million one year deal like a Teddy Bridgewater deal yes that would be my guess but unless they they, you never know they could trade a couple of pieces and, and, and generate 30 million in cap space and then I might change my mind but how, I just can't see how they're going to sign any QB because you need space and they're already 42 million under. So just say you need to sign your draft class and a QB. They somehow need to get 65 million in space between now and free agency, which is two weeks away. I don't know how you generate 65 million in space that quickly. Um, I think they'd want to sign Jameis, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, I think they should probably rebuild. And for me, they have to take a QB in the draft because where they're going to sit, they could easily get someone like Desmond Ritter. And I think that's a nice fit for that offense. You're sitting at 18. I mean, come on, realistically, how many quarterbacks are we expecting to go before 18? I'm, I'm really not sure. It's like it could, it could be four or it could be one. Do yeah, you know? I think I think about two is. Yeah, I agree. I think two is where I sit. I think the Panthers are 100% going to take one, and I think someone could trade up for one, like the Steelers. Um, but yeah, I, I think. There's four or five options that you could take, and I think at least two of them will be there for the Saints, if not three. So I think you probably do that to save money. But yeah, what, what about their free agents? Any of them going to stick around? Because Armstead is one of the best left tackles in the league. Williams is one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, I think they're going to be going, and I think that's going to be quite exciting for the rest of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you'd want to keep the, uh, the tackle there, but... They don't have a, a great amount over... I mean, the safeties as well. Marcus Williams someone yeah. I quite like so yeah, really good yeah yeah someone I, I like Marcus well I think he's a big loss there quite like the Eagles too but maybe he was a little bit too pricey so I don't want to get too excited in my own <laughs> but yeah it's uh, one of the stranger t- I mean this is a strange division as it stands right now it is. It is. well on our spreadsheet here we've got team needs for everyone and uh, like I said the Saints team needs a QB wide receiver tackle and safety um, three of these four teams have got QB written down as their need so in this division. So that kind of says everything about the NFC South to me. Uh, let's move on to a team that we haven't got QB down for. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons then. Um, not as many massive free agents. Uh, Young Wei Koo, shout out to the best, one of the best kicks in the league. He's a free agent. Uh, Tajay Sharp, who was their wide receiver two slash three at times. Um, but Cordero Patterson and Dante Fowler, two older free agents that played pretty well last year, but have had pretty average careers. I think the Falcons will let their free agents walk, to be honest. Um, 
I don't think they'll re-sign any of them. And in terms of their needs, interior O-line, they really need a wide receiver because Calvin Ridley looks like he's probably going to get traded. They need cornerback help desperately and they probably need some edge and defensive line help. Uh, what do you see happening with the Falcons then? Do you agree with me that they're probably going to try and let their free agents walk because of the position they're in? Yeah, I would say so. But do you know something? This must be incredibly rare, but I've got this starting special teams unit here and everyone except for the punt returner is a free agent that may may if everyone goes out there your special teams next year could be an absolute disaster yeah and they're, they're already six million over the cap as we stand here today i think they will trade calvin ridley which will save them a good amount of money but yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna have loads of money to do anything with unfortunately because they've got the matt ryan deal and they've kind of committed to him for this season yeah, but then on the flip side to that, if I'm the Falcons, I'm sitting there thinking, look at the rest of the division. Brady has gone. There's Peyton and Breeze have gone. The Panthers are absolute feel like absolute nothing. It's like, why can't we go and win this division? Which then tells you that they could do something stupid in free agency or kind of giving bigger deals to the players that they've got outgoing so yeah so i said it's a strange division because there's some that for me the falcons are going to be looking at this thinking matt ryan one last one. <laughs> you know what i mean it's sort of like you know, they, they might have to restructure him again though if they want to go go in and for ages because they said they got no money so they might have to actually commit to him for another season after this one just to keep get the money in off his deal but I'm not sure that would be a good decision. That, the Ridley, the Ridley thing is weird as well because if he leaves, they've got because no, Tyler Sharp is is obviously gone as well. They've got no wide receivers if they trade Ridley, and they've just got Kyle Pitts at tight end. So I don't have a clue what the Falcons are going to do. To be honest, I think they're extremely interesting. Yeah, definitely because also Russell Gage at uh, wide receiver is going to be gone as well. Picking eighth in the draft. Yeah, they'll probably pick a wide receiver. Uh, you wouldn't. You would imagine so, wouldn't you? Yeah. If not, they can go Source Gardner there, couldn't they? Or Stingley, whichever corner's left, I think would be a bad decision. But they've already got, um forget his name now, they're starting corners really good. Uh, Terrell, AJ Terrell. AJ Terrell, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think they probably go wide receiver there. And, and they probably even trade Calvin Ridley around draft night just to get a second round pick and maybe a four for him just to to add to the team but yeah they're an interesting team uh, we said last year they should have probably gone QB and then moved on from Ryan because they're still stuck in this weird limbo aren't they yeah and they get, I mean we've seen the older he gets I mean uh, eventually he's going to fall off the cliff isn't he which you don't want to see and then you need to be in a position to uh, replenish that because you've had great QB play since well since you drafted him in like 2008 so it's I don't see them even contemplating a QB at eight this year. No, I don't think they will. Not if they didn't contemplate one at four last year. Um, I got a sneaky feeling you're going to be picking Falcons next year to win some games. I'm looking forward to it. Mate, uh, ooh, ooh, somebody has to win some games <laughs> in this division. Uh, the Bucks with Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, it. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, last team then for the division and the episode. Uh, Carolina Panthers, team near and dear to our heart after we praised David Tepper and then uh, they've decided to go Ben McAdoo, <laughs> OC, which is awful. Uh, team needs then QB, obviously the most clear one again, like many teams in this division. O-line is pretty big as well and linebacker, which is a smaller need. In terms of free agency, they've got Gilmore, who I really like. They've got Hassan Reddick, who I know you really like. Uh, they've got the centre, Paradis. 
Uh, and then they've got Dante Jackson, their starting corner. So they've got others as well, but not, not as many massive names. Um, what are your opinions on them then? Uh, again, they really need to do something at QB. I think they probably go QB in the draft. Uh, and I think they probably have to let Stefan Gilmore walk, to be honest, with how good their other corners are. Yeah, it kind of looks like that for Gilmore. They, they, like you said, they, outside of um, Gilmore and Hassan Reddick, the They've not got the names, have they? But they've got a lot of depth. Obviously, two stars on the offensive line. An offensive line that's not been that good, has it, in the last three no. years? So, probably like Taylor Motton who got the deal. But, yeah, I think they're the team that you look at and they have to go QB at six. They're going to be the team that picks the first quarterback, right? So, I can't imagine anyone earlier picking one or trading up. To be honest, I don't see it unless someone has an incredible combine and the next six weeks are kind of crazy with hype on someone that you can see, can't you? You do see it sometimes. But for yeah. me, it's a poor roster and picking a skill player or a lineman at six is not going to do anything when you don't have anything at quarterback. The Donald trade did not work at all, did it? No, it didn't. Yeah, it's interesting because I think they probably could have a tackle at six that they like, but then what do you do at QB? Do you wait to the second round and hope you get, I don't know, Matt Corral, something like that? But it's an interesting, interesting debate. I, I, I think they probably go QB. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I think that um, the coach, uh, Matt Rule, used to coach Kenny Pickett, didn't he, when he was younger? And the owner, David Tepper, is one of the biggest contributors donors to the pittsburgh university which is obviously who he started for uh so all signs do point to kenny pickett being the panthers qb and if that is the case i think in free agency which is what we're talking about now they have to go o-line don't they i don't think they could put any rookie behind this o-line at the moment because i think it would just be a disaster no i mean what what you just said makes complete sense doesn't it so then you're looking kind of at the o-line free agents and it, yeah i mean are they going to have the money for a chef? I, I don't know. Is that a position he wants to go in? Then you've got some decent left tackles there, haven't you? But Teron Armstead, obviously in the division, Solder and Cam Robinson. But oh, I don't know. It's I've not got a lot of faith that these are going to be a good team <laughs> next season. No, I think they're going to be a bad team. Rule will be fired. Ben McAdoo will be acting head coach. And then next summer, it'll all be turned around again, which is a shame because... We thought it was going to be quite exciting when Tepper took over, but I have to say, they are one of the worst-run teams at the moment in the NFL, which is quite shocking to say. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Interesting. We'll see what the Panthers do then. Uh, O-line and uh, QB needy, for sure. But that is uh, the end of our NFC team needs for free agency podcast. Uh, remember to go follow us at Go4Two-Pod. Let us know which of the free agents your team should re-sign or sign and what positions maybe we've got wrong, in your opinion, because I know everyone who follows their own team wants their team to sign wide receivers and uh, tight ends and all these flashy players rather than linebackers and safeties, but we'll see. Uh, plan is uh, we will have another episode next time, which will be the AFC team needs, uh, and then basically free agency will be starting then, so then we'll be into our free agency reviews and uh, winners and losers episodes, so it should be good. Um, Patrick, cool. One player then as a sign-off for the Eagles you want them to sign in free agency right now. Go. Oh, interesting. It's, I think, you know, like you just said, fans want kind of flashy um, players. I would take a wide receiver, to be honest. 
alongside you mentioned earlier i'd quite like will fuller will fuller would be nice i don't see a juju coming to the eagles i think a will fuller level might be a realistic option for the eagles i nice. also like mike williams i think mike williams is great but i imagine he's going to get tagged right yeah probably yeah interesting like a bit of will fuller uh, i'll answer the same question next week on the, the afc one but yeah uh, thanks again for listening guys we'll be back soon um enjoy the rest of your week yeah, I'll speak to you soon, guys.